Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Welcome to Special Edition, a weekly look at the issues in the news and the personality shaping the stories. It's always a pleasure to have you join us here on Special Edition. I'm Paula Degnan. This week, you'll be meeting the Garden Goombas, Joe Stapino and Dr. Frank Colella. They're not only growing healthy food, but they're cultivating smiles, laughter, and friendships as well. We'll also introduce you to Sarah Moulet. She has details on the upcoming NEPA Sings 4, sponsored by Casa of Luzerne County. The finals are coming this week, and you can be there for the fun. Today, we start off special edition by introducing you to Ashley Wolo. She's the executive director of Griffin Pond Animal Shelter. It was last week that they announced the shelter is at full capacity for intake. What exactly does that mean, and do they have any idea why it's happening? We'll find out. Ashley's here on Special Edition. Ashley, maybe you can explain to us just what does it mean that the Griffin Pond Animal Shelter is full? Oh, gosh. So, when we mean we are over, like basically over capacity. Every single one of our cages are filled um, for both cats and dogs. We're actually setting up extra cages in different rooms just to make more space in case additional animals come in. Um, You know, recently our adoptions have somewhat slowed down a little bit, but the biggest thing that we're seeing is a lot of people looking to surrender their animals. Um, So, you know, as soon as we empty a cage, we're filling it right back up with an animal waiting to come through the doors. Why would that be happening? We can speculate, I guess. Um, We don't know exactly why, but our thought is you go back to the beginning of COVID when everybody was quarantining and people were looking for that companionship and they wanted, you know, a pet to just kind of have by their side during this this time where we're all kind of worried. We're not sure what's going to happen. And, you know, everybody's sitting at home bored and not sure what to do. So, you know, our adoptions were very well. I mean, we were actually close to emptying our shelter back during COVID. And now, you know, life is kind of going back to somewhat normal. Um, People are returning to work. People are itching to get out of their houses and go away now that, you know, we're kind of, like I said, getting back to normal. So having an animal is a very big responsibility. And our thought is that that's why we're seeing a larger number of animals being surrendered. Um, You know, we kind of look at these timelines from when people got these animals and um, to now when they're looking to surrender. And it kind of just puts two and two together. It all makes sense. 
And there's also the ongoing cat issue. What can people do about that, especially those who know that they're in their neighborhood, trap them and would normally bring them to you? NEPA definitely has a stray cat population. Um, You know, I've been actually doing a lot of research into this and meeting with a lot of different representatives um, in like the New England states and whatnot. And, you know, it's not impossible to think about NEPA getting to a stable point where, you know, cats aren't constantly reproducing, um, getting to a point where shelters are inundated with, with cats. Um, you know, the way people can help is if you're feeding a colony or taking care of a colony, make sure all of those cats are spayed and neutered. Even one cat getting spayed or one cat getting neutered, you are saving dozens and dozens and dozens of cats from reproducing and, um, you know, that right there, like I said, it just makes a, a, a huge difference um, in the, the feline population. So, you know, if you're looking for resources, visit our website or um, actually we're going to be having a workshop on June 22nd and it's going to be at 1 p.m. So that's um, so June 22nd at 1 p.m. We're going to be doing the workshop. Um, so Griffin Pond is actually currently working on putting together a formal TNR program. So what that means is we're going to basically be assisting the public and certain municipalities and boroughs that are on board with this program um, in trying to manage um, the TNR population. Um, And we're going to be providing resources for whomever wants to pitch in and help and learn more about TNR. We have a lot of staff members and volunteers that play a huge role um, with TNR in our community. So we want to expand this program and this knowledge that we have to try to get the stray cat population under control. It's definitely going to be something that's going to take quite some time to really, you know, get under control and to manage, but we have to start somewhere. And as long as we do start somewhere, we will have an end goal. We will get to a point where, you know, the, the community is with stray cats. And is this going to be uh, in person? Is this going to be online? How would someone go about uh, attending this? Yeah, so you can actually um, just stay tuned. We're going to do a Facebook Live that day. So if anybody has any questions, they can tune in. They can ask questions, you know, while while we're explaining, you know, different things and going over different topics. Um, it's going to be very basic. It's our first, our first Facebook Live in regards to TNR. So we're just going to kind of go over the tools and the resources that you could utilize in order to pitch in and help. Um, If anybody wants to play a part in that, they are more than welcome. They can actually reach out to us on Facebook to kind of learn more and how they could help. Um, You know, we're always willing to guide people. And honestly, if, if there's people in our community that have done this and that know a lot about DNR, we welcome them to join us in this program because there are things that we could learn about that we may not know. So it takes a village. Um, I believe in that saying more than it really takes a village. And as long as we work together, we could accomplish so, so much.
So what happens now, and do you have any idea how long the shelter will have the full to capacity sign out so that, and you're looking for, you're gearing that toward people who would be surrendering animals, but you're not saying that it's the shelter is closed to people who want to adopt. I just want to make sure we make that clear. So we're not close to people who are looking to adopt. Um, You know, I'll talk about that for a quick minute. Um, If anybody's looking to adopt, you can visit our website. You can visit our Facebook. Our available animals are on our website. So, you know, take a look there. Um, You have to have an approved application on hand in order to be able to come up and look at the animals. Um, So you could also do that on our website. takes a few minutes, maybe five minutes at most. Um, And then that application will be processed by our adoption team. We'll contact you. We'll set up a time and uh, we'll we'll kind of just show you around the shelter and, and let you see the animals that you're interested in seeing. Um, so we encourage people who are looking to adopt to please take a look at our available animals. There are so, so many, so many amazing animals that are available. We are putting surrenders on hold for now um, because we just don't have the space. We have nowhere to put any additional animals right now. We are doing our absolute best. Um, our staff is working from the time they walk through those doors until the time they walk out of those doors um, at the end of the day. So it has been crazy busy. I can't say I know of an exact timeline on when we'll be accepting animals again. I just know that we need to take a step back and take a breath and just work on getting some of these animals into homes before saying, you know, we can accept more animals. And what would you suggest to people who do have a surrender that they might be looking for a place safe to drop the animal? Yeah, I mean, if you find yourself in a position where you have to surrender your animal, give us a call or message us on Facebook. We will do what we can to help. Um, You know, if if it's an absolute emergency, you know, we'll work with you. We'll try to figure something out with you. Um, But if it's not an emergency, we just ask that you be patient. You know, this isn't a forever thing. It's just giving us a chance to find some of these animals homes because, you know, as long as we're filled to capacity, we just, we can't accept those animals. We have to be able to get some animals out of the shelter so kennel space opens up. Um, so if you're if you're in a position where you know you do need to surrender and it's not an emergency, just be patient. You can still contact us. Um, again, we'll we'll help however we can. We'll point you in a direction that we think is is suitable for you. Um, we'll do whatever we can. We don't just want to turn people away with no options. Um, but unfortunately, the animals coming into our shelter, it's just not feasible at this moment right now. And what can people do, especially since you have this abundant population? Are there things that you need right now that people would be able to get to you? I mean, we're always in need of donations. Uh, We do have our wish list on our website as well. Some of the things that we're most in need of right now is dry dog food, uh, mostly fish flavored dry dog food and wet food, um, because a lot of the dogs have skin issues or allergies. So that's very important. We're always in need of dry cat food and wet cat food and kitten food, of course, because this is kitten season. So both dry and wet kitten food. Cat litter, we go through like there is no tomorrow. We are constantly in need of cat litter. Um, And then, of course, monetary donations. Uh, If you visit our Facebook page, you'll see that we have a lot of medical cases that come through our door, especially now with kitten season. We have a lot of sick cats that come through our door. So um, we're constantly taking animals to the vet. We have multiple vet appointments every single week. So that's very, very important that, you know, our medical fund um, just is, is constantly, you know, being funded 
Um, so that way we don't have to stress about the animals getting to the vet. We don't have to stress about, you know, payment or anything like that. Um, that's, that's definitely a big one for us. Um, and again, if people, you know, are looking for ways that they can pitch in to help the community, spay and neuter your animals. That is very, very important. Microchip your pets. We still have a lot of stray animals coming through our doors. Um, so you have no idea how important it is to microchip your animal and register that microchip because we have reunited so many animals with their owners, all thanks to a microchip. Um, if you find a stray animal, uh, you can bring it up to us. We'll scan it for a microchip, see if we can reunite them with their owner. Um, and then, of course, you know, just being patient. That's that's a big help to us right now is just patience. Um, we're, we're all in this together. We're all going to work together. We just need a little bit of patience from the public. That's all. Anything else that we've forgotten, Ashley, that you'd like to let everybody know? Do you want to say thank you to everybody who has been, you know, alongside of us through all of this? Um, it's been a, a rough year to say the least, um, but we're here. We're still standing. We're going to keep moving forward. And that's all that we can do. You know, we have a lot of um, animals to take care of and they're our main focus. And, you know, we appreciate the public. We appreciate the continuous support that we get from everybody because we could not do it without all of you. Um, We're beyond thankful, beyond blessed. Um, So, you know, again, thank you to everybody who has been so understanding. We appreciate it. Thanks again to Ashley Wolo, Executive Director, Griffin Pond Animal Shelter, and a reminder about that trap and release program that Ashley spoke about. It's going to be happening on the Griffin Pond Animal Shelter Facebook page Tuesday, June 22nd at 1 p.m. You can join them and ask questions. I hope you can stay with us here on Special Edition. Next up... The finals of NEPA Sings 4 are sponsored by Casa of Luzerne County. They're coming this week, and it is going to be an evening of fun. Where? When? Sarah Muley joins me, and she has all the details on Special Edition. Welcome back to Special Edition. Once again, another event disrupted last year because of the pandemic. NEPA Sings. This year, NEPA Sings 4 is back. It's sponsored by Casa of Luzerne County, and it's taking a bit of a different look. It's going to be outdoors on the big screen at the Garden Drive-In in Hunlock Creek. And that's not all. They've also come up with a way for you to vote for your favorite performer. That and so much more. All the details from Sarah Muley here on Special Edition. Sarah, I'm so excited. Can you believe it? We're almost, almost to NEPA Sings 4. Can't wait. I cannot wait either, Paula. This is so exciting. It's going to be such a great year. Oh, give us give us the update. There's been, well, first of all, give us a little bit of the background. Where have we been going? What have you guys been doing there at CASA? It's been such a, a labor of love. This is so great. Um, the cool thing about NEPA Sings is that it ends up being three events in one. So we have to plan the audition, which we held via Zoom this year in April. Um, and we had some local performers judge. I think we had almost 40 people come out to audition on Zoom. And we chose 10 finalists. And then in May, those people gathered safely at the Sink Center in downtown Wilkesbury. And along with the creative genius of Cole Creative, we recorded the event. Um, Gabe Kaharchik is back as our host again this year. So he led our 10 performers through the show 
And Cole is in the process of editing that right now, which we are going to then premiere on the big screen at the Garden Drive-In on Thursday, June 24th. Wow, that is so exciting. Uh, and, And last year, of course, things were so much different. Because, Mm -hmm. but, but everything was adapted now for this year. And before we get into talking about what's going to happen on everybody, write it down Thursday, June 24th, before we get to talking about that, tell us a little bit about CASA and where the money effort of this wonderful, fun event actually goes to. Yes, I would be really happy to. So CASA stands for Court Appointed Special Advocates. And what our organization does is we recruit, train, and support community volunteers who advocate for abused and neglected children in our foster system. So our advocates are assigned usually to one case or one group of siblings at a time. And they really get to know that child in a way that no one else in the system does. And with all of that information they gather and their advocacy, They go back to the judge and let her know what is in this child's best interest. And I think, Sarah, a lot of people don't understand how many children there are. Do you have a kind of a guesstimate now of how many are in the current system in Luzerne County? I do. In Luzerne County, there are currently more than 500 children in foster care because of abuse or neglect. Wow. Yes, it's, it's, it's staggering. And I, I think a lot of times we just assume that those kinds of things happen elsewhere in other cities and other counties and other states. But the reality is these things are happening to our children here in our county right now. And odds are, you know, these kids, you know, you see them at the grocery store, they're friends with your kids, they're, you know, your neighbor's cousin. They're not as far removed as we like to think and they need our help. And when we're talking about that, and we mentioned the fact that you have all CASA volunteers, when they are court-appointed advocates, you're training them, and it's 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 a process. It is. It is. Our advocates go through uh, over 30 hours of pre-service training. So before they're even assigned a case, our advocates are in training for several hours uh, a day once a week. Um, and then they're assigned a case and they have to do, you know, the, the work and the tasks that are associated with their case, talking to service providers and family members and trying to really gather as much information as they can, you know, and then they go through additional training through the year. They do 12 hours of continuing education training throughout each calendar year. So, you know, and the fact that all of these people are volunteer, like it, it, it never, almost four years with CASA and, and that fact you know, never fails to blow my mind. So, And just in case anyone is listening, and we've talked about CASA here on numerous occasions and uh, all the things, and we've talked to some of the CASA volunteers and got it from their point of view. So just in case someone is listening and they're thinking, you know, I've heard about this. I need to find out more. I have to figure out a lot of different things. Where would they go in order to get that information? Um, they can get all of that information right on our website, which is luzernecasa.org. Um, all of our contact information is listed there. There's a contact us form. And if someone wanted to fill that out, all of those emails would come directly to me. And I'd be more than happy to respond and, and get you on the path, you know, where you need to go. Okay. Now, 
Are you ready? Let's open the doors to the Garden (laughs) Drive-In. Woohoo! Thursday, June 24th. What's going to happen? Well, we have food trucks. Um, SBC is going to be there with a selection of beer. Susano Family Wines are going to be there. The Husky Brothers are performing. Um, And then we have a couple hours of just food and fun and gathering, um, you know, outside in the nice summer air. And then at 9 o'clock on the big screen and on Casa's Facebook page and website as well for anybody who can't make it to the garden. I didn't know that. Okay. Yes. Good. We are going to premiere this year's Nathan Singh. Um, And one of the cool things that we're doing this year that we haven't been able to do in the past is have a fan favorite voting option. Oh. So, yes. So thanks to the sponsorship of Friedman Hospitality Group and the River Street Jazz Cafe, while you're watching the initial live broadcast, You'll be able to text to vote your favorite performer. Oh. And yes. And then as soon as the show concludes, we're going to go live on our Facebook page right from the Garden Drive-In. And we'll announce the winner of the fan favorite. And we'll talk to uh, this year's Nipa Sings winner as well. Wow. That's pretty cool. It's great. It's going to be such a good time. You know, it's it's kind of it's kind of a double-edged sword again and I've mentioned this in different interviews as well after being involved in the pandemic when we all were there were some some good, I think if I I can use that word or interesting things that came out of it because sure. if it wasn't for that maybe you wouldn't have gotten to the point of having the the fan voting or anything like right. that. You're right. There, there are definitely some silver linings to, you know, almost every situation. And, you know, this was one, you know, last year because of COVID, you know, we had to make a pretty abrupt pivot like everyone else. And, um, you know, thanks to the continued sponsorship of PNC Bank and Geisinger, who are back again for the four, our fourth year as our presenting sponsor. And, you know, the, unbelievable talent of Cole Creative, we were able to take what used to be a solely live show and create this, I mean, I'm a little biased, but I think it's American Idol-esque, <laughs> <laughs> you know, performance that, you know, we get to share, you know, with even more people than we did when we had it live in person. So, you know, I think it's really great. And it's, it's so exciting for our performers, um, you know, who get to, I, you know, a lot of them perform in, theater and you know they're professional musicians or traveling musicians and you know last year kind of put you know put the brakes on um you know their own events and talents as well so we're just really excited to still be able to offer something back to the community that gives so much to us and you've got you've got a list of prizes for those who are who are competing we do so our first place winner gets dinner for two at Roost Chris and two tickets to the Kirby Center in downtown Wilkesbury. They also get three hours of studio recording time with Ahi Tracks and then the ability to take um, to take that and produce a one-track demo, which is very exciting. Mm. And then our second place winner gets six tickets to an exclusive box at Mohegan Sun Arena. And our fan favorite winner then gets a $250 gift certificate 
to Simon and Company Jewelers in Wilkes-Barre. Wow. Nice. Yes, I know. Nice. Makes me wish I could sing. <laughs> you and me both. <laughs> Maybe we'll have another contest sometime. The worst. <laughs> we can fight it out. <laughs> That'd be perfect. So now it's it's going to be Thursday, June 24th at the Garden Drive-In in Hunlock Creek. And yeah. tickets are still available? Yes. So we're doing a special ticket pre-sale. Um, Tickets right now are only $20 per car, um, and you can get those right on our website, um, loserincasa.org. And in the right-hand corner, there's going to be a big red button that says Need to Sing. Or if you're on a mobile device, um, you'll just need to tap the three bars in the corner and, and pull down the menu. Um, and then right from, right from that page, you'll be able to enter your information and purchase a ticket. And now, then we're selling them at the door as well for $25 a car. That was my next question because uh-huh. sometimes people can't make up their mind on what right. they want to do and they decide, oh, let's go and, and do it. So there will be tickets available at the gate. There will be tickets at the gate. Yep. Sarah, I'm going to let you put on your best come on down voice and attitude and get everybody to where they're supposed to be Thursday, June 24th, where, when, why, and how much. Yes, we would love to see you Thursday, June 24th at the Garden Drive-In in Hunlock Creek for the fourth annual Meet the Sings to benefit Casa of Luzerne County. 7 p.m. the gates open and the show premieres at 9 p.m. And we can also watch it where? Um, on CASA's Facebook page, so just search CASA of Luzerne County or on our website at the same place that I've been sending you, LuzerneCASA.org. Thanks once again to Sarah Muley with CASA of Luzerne County. All the details on the upcoming NEPA Sings 4 that will be happening this coming Thursday, June 24th at the Garden Drive-In in Hunlock Creek. And of course, as Sarah said, if you can't decide if you want to be there now and decide then, you can always get tickets at the gate. And of course, you can find out more at their website, luzernecasa.org. And that includes on finding out how you might become a CASA volunteer. Next, two volunteers growing things in the garden. They're the garden Goombas. And they're not only growing healthy food, but cultivating smiles, laughter, and friendships as well, next on Special Edition. Welcome back to Special Edition. Dr. Frank Colella and Joseph Stepino are gardening friends, and they call themselves the Garden Goombas. They are working with the Wilkes-Barre Health Department for the last three years in their five community gardens throughout the city. The project, funded by the Pennsylvania Department of Health's Preventative Health and Health Services Block Grant, and although they are going to be growing delicious fruits and vegetables, they're finding out that they're also cultivating much more than that. First, I'll introduce you to Joe Stepino, and all I can tell you is he's super excited, and I am super excited to have the opportunity to chat with him. I'm going to start right off by asking you, Joe, what is a garden Goomba? A garden Goomba is actually a garden friend. You know, it just means friends in the garden, really. And you are involved in gardening in Wilkes-Barre, which is a little bit different. How did that come about? 
Well, I have a good friend named Joe Rodano, and I have to give him credit. He planted the seed a few years ago, and he knew I was a hardcore gardener just from being friends. And he knew when my grandmother passed, one of my ideas was to go into cities and where there is just land, why don't we try to use that land and create art through gardening and then try to fill up the soup kitchens or anybody in need with that product because that's what we were good at. So about seven years ago, truthfully, this became an idea in my mind and as the cast of characters, as the years went by and this became more uh, prevalent and fruition actually starts happening, but it wasn't until three years ago when I met Doc and filmed his garden. I knew when I left Doc's garden that day that I met my partner and we just knew we had a connection and we knew something was there. So anybody with an idea or a dream in year three of the Garden Goombas, moving forward meant giving, finally giving back to our community. Joe Rodano led to a conversation with David Yankai and Henry over at the city, which led to a conversation with the mayor, which led to a conversation with Mara at King's College. And every stop just felt right. So we decided to tackle the one project that needed bed repair. We repaired all 10 beds. We put a wire fence around it. And we're going to be working with King's College and Mara, focusing really on trying to grow the best amount of food we can to donate to soup kitchens and families in need in the fall. And I think that's when the real magic is going to happen. Talk about the videos that you've been producing. Oh, Paul, I'm happy you mentioned that. (laughs) You know what? I graduated from my own college, baby, Hagen School of Business. So I'm from a top marketing spot and I can't help it but use that degree, you know? So one of the things with the filming is You get to take your eye, your creative eye, and put whatever spin you want on gardening. And what Doc and I try to do is an educational video. So, you know, it's going to be funny, but if you do watch one of our videos, there's always a garden tip or always some type of hidden gem you can pick up in our video. I heard that you were a financial advisor for New York Life. What? How, how do you do that and then go right into gardening? I mean, are you, are you, the I guy, love it. Are you planting money trees? <laughs> I wish there was such thing, baby. They'd be all over. <laughs> Ironically, that is my background. So I work out of Ballot in Philadelphia, but I'm a local guy. I uh, live in 44 right now with my wife. And I spent five years at a company called Associated Family Home Care, great local company. And I really got my sharpened my teeth there. My family business burnt down and I had no direction and they really took me in. And ironically, my, when my grandmother passed away, it really affected me. And it affected me in a way where my grandmother actually had all this stuff. She had long-term care 
She had life insurance. She had things in place that were shocking. I got recruited into the industry and as things would go, and I hurt my back. One thing leads to something bigger. I go into a chiropractor and, you know, I'm not getting the results and I'm running into Doc and he's like, well, come see me. Everybody's different, which led me to actually going to see Doc and he did get me straightened out and it led to a friendship that was comfortable as I was watching his Facebook and his garden to reach out and say, hey, Doc, do you mind if I stop over? I'm sick of video on my garden. I'd love to video your garden. And he was like, you want a video on my garden? <laughs> yeah, come on over. Let's do it. You want a video on me? Come on over. And, and, and there was people at his house that day and everybody was having a good laugh. And uh, like I said, leaving his house that day, I think we both felt a spark. And we're trying to take that spark and turn it into a flame. And I think one thing that makes the garden Goombas, their passion, very vibrant is we have no agenda. We're, we're going to garden. <laughs> and the more people that give us lands to garden, we're going to find people that want to garden with us. So we also realize some of the gardeners that were featured in the past are kind of becoming their own characters on the garden Goombas as well. You're also going to now have volunteers that are working with you on the Wilkes-Barre Gardens? 100%. We're going to be uh, teaming up with NEPA Inclusive. Big thing for me is I have a four-year-old, and I'll share this because there's parents out there dealing with it. When he couldn't speak, he would bang his head or tap his head. And we didn't know what problems we were dealing with at that time. But any parent that has to hold their child and comfort them because you can't understand something that's going on with them, it's a moment in your life you'll never forget. Mm. And I knew right then Somehow, some way, no matter what was going to happen, I wanted to work with people and create environments for them to have places to chill. And and Doc and I count on doing different things there. So if anybody wants to help or donate, we're all for it. I want all my buddies that were in bands or musicians. We even talked about doing when we clean out the gardens, getting pizza. Joe Rodano said Rodano's is going to donate them and we're going to get a band there for 90 minutes just so they can show and talk, share their own life experiences and how hard some of the things they go through in a day is and just have that time to listen to the music. So we want to use the garden as a platform, but 100%, you know, my, my child since then, so he grew out of it once he starts speaking and now, you know, he's able to function. But for people that might have that and need outlets to take their children or their adult brother or sister too, we want to also create outlets for them. The mayor's behind as well. You know, he's uh, truly behind those city parks and creating special need environments for adults and children to go to. So it just piggybacks what the mayor's doing as well. Well, you'll have to keep us updated on that. And a birdie told me that when you do open your videos, you use a certain phrase, and I kind of ambushed you this morning, so I didn't give you the chance, plus we're not video. What is that phrase and why? We're super excited to be on today, Paula. <laughs> um, any of my friends who know me from my childhood know how well I am at grammar, right? I'm a great numbers guy. Grammar is not my thing. 
And I did follow in my father's footsteps of grammar. So if you ever read any of his posts or Mayan, it's kind of like you're going to de- need a decoder because we're going to skip words and we're going to miss words. So I always said super, like, and one day super excited came out and it's not correct grammar. It's nothing, you know, just rolled with it. And Doc was one of the ones that pointed out, like, I don't know what the heck you just said, but we're rolling with this. And uh, it kind of became my catchphrase. We don't know if the Goombas were part of that little flame to catch super excited. But uh, we're super excited. Everybody's using the word super excited. Well, I'm very super excited to meet you, Joe. You're you're awesome. I I think and I'm sorry about the loss for your of your grandma, but I think that she has a lot to do with all this. I think she's been directing you from day one and been pointing you in all the direction and has taught you something that I firmly believe everything happens for a reason. And I love that. From I the, love that. From the very beginning, it seems as though she's been pointing you, and now here you are. So, where can we catch up with the Goombas? Are you, you know, you know, Paula? That's what makes us scary individuals because <laughs> we don't have a regular agenda yet. So we're like two renegades running around Northeast Pennsylvania looking for gardens. Right now, if you wanted to get in touch with us to help out in any of our projects, direct message us on Facebook, Garden Goombas. Check us out on Instagram. You can direct message us there as well as Garden Goombas. So any social media site, we do have the name Garden Goombas. And Paula, that's half the reason we're the Garden Goombas. We were able to go, oh man, we got the YouTube, we got the Twitter. We got the website, so it made it an easy score to call ourselves the Garden Goombas. Everybody needs that kind of spirit, a laugh, to have some fun, and to realize again that every direction you go in, there's a positive somewhere along the line. I love your energy, Paula, as well. Thank you for the opportunity to come on your show today. What's that tag phrase, Joe? Have an impactful day, and I'm super excited to get this day started. That's one garden Goomba. That's Joe Stapino. And I told you, he was super excited. And he's the kind of guy who always is super excited, especially when he's involved with doing something that he really enjoys. His partner, Dr. Frank Colella, are both taking care of the gardens at New Roots Recovery Center on Water Street, the Greenhouse on South Franklin, Community Counseling on Penn Avenue, the Restored Church on the corner of Mead and Northampton, and also at the King's College Community Garden on Madison Street. That one serving as the home home base, and centerpiece for the project. The other half of this dynamic duo is Dr. Frank Colella, and you can tell that these two guys get along. I'm all wound up. I just met Joe Stapino. You may need a half hour break. It's wonderful. You're going to get us live in front of you. A whole different story then. I said, I would love that. I would love to meet up with the both of you in person because I'm now I have to go looking for the videos. And he explained a little bit about that. But Dr. Frank Colella, does that mean that you are the gardening doctor? I know you're a Goomba, but where does the doctor fit in? Well, in my day job, I am a chiropractor for 30 years. I did earn my doctorate back in 1991. 
I am the doctor of the garden as well with this group. Joe and I talked about the fact that everything happens for a reason and the fact that he had hurt his back. And that was one of the ways that the two of you got together and have started to now make gardening magic. So how did the two of you now get involved with the Wilkes-Barre Health Department and King's College with the community garden there? A few years ago, because he actually had this idea of doing a community type of garden, when his grandmother passed away, he had thought about possibly when they were going to demolish her house, put up a garden because she was his inspiration of starting the garden. And I guess he had talked about that with some of his friends, one being Joe Rodano, who works for the city of Wilkes-Barre. And I guess through Joe, talked to David Yankai, who runs the health department there. And actually, with the aid of Mayor George Brown, they already had six of these gardens established. But for whatever reason, they started and they kind of petered out toward the end. And Joe said, you know, with the energy that Cuzzy and Doc have, I really think we should kind of get these garden guys involved with the city of Wilkes-Barre. And that's where it all started. And now the Pennsylvania Department of Health has given a grant so that these gardens can continue. How does that work? Again, Wilkes-Barre City knows the, the politics and the ins and outs of how to run that. The other thing that's nice is it's actually King's College land. A woman by the name of Mara Madrowski works at King's. She's a godsend. She's into gardening. She loves it. She was kind of managing the place as well with Wilkes-Barre City. And then somehow the Goombas got involved and now we're sort of the conduit between the city and Kings, and collectively, we've created a, a little bit of magic right there in Oaksburg. Talk about the garden a bit. So what has happened? I believe Kings bought the property because they put a big parking lot in. It's on Madison, which is just a little side street, but that runs into North. And then North is the one that will invite into kind of Kings campus. Since then, there are now 10 raised beds that are um, in the ground. We went in this year and actually kind of refurbished them put some new wood in, and we put up a fence so the animals and stuff couldn't get in. Larry O'Malia from O'Malia's Greenhouse in Plains, he's the one that supplied all of the plants. And then we just kind of got everything together a few weeks ago. The other thing that was really nice was uh, Frank Bartoli from NEPA Inclusive. He had a lot of volunteers from his group, some of the special needs kids, and we were all there the same day. Larry brought the stuff. The mayor was there. Yankai was there. Mara, of course, from Kings was there, and we actually got the kids' hands dirty, put the stuff in the ground, and if anybody goes by Madison, you're going to see the stuff is already coming up. We have some peppers, we have flowers already on the tomato plants, and we stop by weekly. I mean, Mara is probably there every day, but we stop by weekly just to kind of get updates and see what the next move is. One of the things that Joe mentioned was the fact that his son wasn't talking right away and he was having a hard time communicating with him when he was younger. And he mentioned the fact that how all of this becomes more of a conduit besides the fact that you're getting healthy fruits and vegetables, but you're also getting interaction, as you mentioned, with the group that you got there. So it's more than just fruits and vegetables. Oh, absolutely. And again, I mean, if if you talk about any type of group, whether they be retired people that are elderly, it could be special needs, it could be other people with developmental problems, they don't always feel like they're included. And if you can come up with something, whether it be through music, possibly through art, 
we just happen to have the, the platform of gardening. It really is amazing when these people do have some other outlet. It, it just seems like it helps them flourish. And I'll tell you what, the best part of that day was getting down on your hands and knees and digging in the dirt with these kids. And they, they just wanted to do everything. And, and it really, really made everybody feel pretty good. And it must be also very rewarding when now, as you said, you can stand back and see blooms on the tomato plants and things that you had a part in that a lot of us just kind of take for granted. Oh, absolutely. And then the thing is, too, and I don't know if you guys touched on that or not, but the end result of this whole project is not just, I mean, every step along the way is great. It's getting people together. It's getting the community all excited about where they live. But the final product, the harvest, is then something we're going to be donating to either the food banks or the soup kitchens or those in need within the city. So, I mean, it's a win-win for everyone. When you talk about getting volunteers involved, but is there a way if people would like to, let's just say they want to rent out the Goombas and maybe have them help them start their own plot of land and and be able to do some planting themselves, is there a way that they would be able to get in touch with you? Yeah, you can search us at Garden Goombas. It's G-O-O-M-B-A-S. And we do have a Facebook page, Instagram. Our email is gardengoombas at gmail.com. Yeah, we'd love for people to kind of reach out, either ask us questions if they have them or if they might need our services, let them know what we have to offer. We're very close to launching our website. And then that's going to have a lot more information for uh, people to reach out and get in touch with us. Do you have a catchphrase? Joe does. You know what? We shoot from the hip. I mean, it's funny. We just start. We have nothing scripted. We'll go into someone's garden, kind of check out what they have that's unique and different. And then we make them the star. I mean, it's their day. It's their garden. But for some reason, Joe and I just click and uh, we'll, we'll shoot some stuff out. And I don't know if he told you, we have a little jingle. We have a song now that a guy wrote for us. It's just pretty funny. What I like to tell people is about the gardening. It will educate you, but it will also entertain you. We're just trying to make gardening fun. Well, I just liked his phrase, super excited. He's always super excited. Like I said, wait till you meet him in person. Dr. Kalela, uh, or maybe I should just call you Goomba Frank, since we have Goomba Joe and Goomba (laughs) Frank. What else would you like our listeners to know about the whole idea of the gardens in Wilkes-Barre? And even if somebody, is it too late for somebody to start a garden? This is what we had always talked about. My great grandmother used to garden. And honestly, as a little kid, I remember being over there and picking strawberries and getting stuff out of her thing. Joe's grandmother was the gardener. Our great-grandparents, you know, Italian descent, they gardened out of necessity. It wasn't a hobby for them. They grew their own food. Then our grandparents kind of did it as well. But my parents were really the first generation where the mom and dad both worked. So they kind of got away from that. And as a kid, I never had to garden with my parents. My point is, if this generation doesn't kind of pick it up, the kids these days are never going to do it. You know, we just kind of got all doing it. And it makes it fun. But I'll tell you what, last year with the pandemic, where everybody was stuck at home, and they found gardening as a nice little outlet for the whole family to do. And I'll tell you what, every greenhouse, I think, in this valley was sold out of stuff Mm -hmm. um, by early summer because everyone was gardening. And I do. I just think it's it's a great thing to do for the family. Different generations can all get involved in it. And there's really nothing better than if you're going to have a salad for dinner, walk out into your yard, pick your tomato, grab a cucumber and make it there. 
It is. It's just kind of a neat thing. And no, it's never too late to be gardening. Everybody wants to get the first red tomato, get in early, get everything done. But actually, if you stagger it, you will have stuff low into the fall. So, you know, if you can find a nursery that still has tomato starter plants or cukes or zooks or something like that, you absolutely can get going now. It's not too late. Well, I said the same thing to Joe. I think it is your grandparents, your grandmothers in this case, that have been guiding you because they brought the two of you together with all of these other people. They've given you the drive. And who knew that when you were picking strawberries way back when, that now you'd be making videos and be a Goomba. You're absolutely right. Who would have thought? Once again, thanks to Dr. Frank Colella and Joseph Stepino, better known as the Garden Goombas. And if you would like to get involved or just have a question for either one of them or both, you can check them out by just Googling the Garden Goombas, G-O-O-M-B-A-S. I have a feeling we'll be hearing from them on Special Edition and hope that you can join us. Over 30 years ago, Rotary made a promise to the world, a promise that we would eradicate polio. With the help of our partners and friends, we've made incredible progress toward that goal. So today we find ourselves on the brink of completely eradicating polio from the face of the earth. When, not if, we get there, it will be only the second time in history that a disease affecting humans has been eradicated. The Gates Foundation believes that every child deserves a chance to live a healthy, productive life. That's why we're so excited about the partnership we have with Rotary International and the Global Polio Eradication Initiative in the final push to rid the world of polio. Together, I'm confident we'll achieve a polio-free world. Let's drop to zero. Let's drop to zero. Let's drop to zero. Rotary District 7410 of Northeastern Pennsylvania continues this effort to rid the world of polio. Come join us. Visit inpolio.org. Thanks for listening to Special Edition, a weekly look at the issues in the news and the personalities shaping the stories. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.